Well, well, well. Shake me up, Dino. Nuri City are on a roll. Two wins in a row. Europa League. Here we come. Welcome back to the TNC podcast, everyone. It's so good to be joined alongside you all on this glorious Sunday evening. Jack Reeve and Chris Reeve back for an hour of goodness talking all things Norwich City. Chris, I'm feeling slightly hoarse. What about you? I was wondering what you were going to say there. <laughs> Dino, 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 Dino. Mate, I, honestly, I didn't expect to be hoarse from director's box Dino's. I really didn't. Um, we went for it, didn't we? It was glorious. It really, really was. I didn't expect to lose my voice, but I did. It was a, a really, really good atmosphere, a good hearty atmosphere at Carrow Road, wasn't it, at the weekend? Um, it was a, it was a momentous occasion. Well, it just, uh, well, the last time that we, we won at Carrow Road was against, in, in the Premier League, was against Leicester, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So it's, um, it's been a long time coming. Um, there was, I think, a real sense of relief in the crowd towards the end of the game. Um, and yeah, mate, like, we're going to spend the whole hour and probably more on this live podcast. I'm sure just waxing lyrical about how optimistic and positive we're feeling again. Um, so many positives to talk about, some things to tweak. Um, but just genuinely, mate, I'm just so excited for Dino, buzzing about Craigie Shakespeare in that number two as well. I really am. Um, and I'm more buzzing to be on the TNC Live podcast tonight with all of these wonderful people. Don't forget to get your TNC podcast setups in, ladies, gents, boys and girls. All you've got to do is take a picture of your screen, wherever you're watching, however you're watching. We've had people with glasses of wine, lakens, which you get extra points for. We've had fireplaces. We've had dinners. Take a picture, get it on Twitter, get it on IG, tag at TalkNorrisCity, and I will retweet and share all of them as a thanks for your support. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to be discussing over the next hour the return of Todd Cantwell and Billy Gilmore into the side. Timmy Pukki with four Premier League goals this season. Grant Hanley with his first Premier League goal in about 10 years. Um, of course, Dean Smith's first win in charge of Norwich City on his first um, uh, time at Carrow Road uh, and also a look ahead to Wolves. Um, Chris, we'll, we'll get some comments in in a, in a moment. Let's start with the starting eleven. From yesterday, it was the most anticipated team news of the season, probably for a long while. We didn't know how Smith would play. He'd only been in the job for a couple of days going into Saturday. Um, were you shocked? Were you excited? What were you feeling? Um, not shocked because it's obvious that we've had this talent all season, but they've been massively underutilized. Um, surprised, yes. And we obviously put our predictions out of what the team would be on the Talk Norris City social media accounts. And I don't know about you, Jack, but I picked my team based on what I really hoped that I would see. Yes, yeah. I fully expect it. It would have been very, very, you said this on the MDE, it would have been very, very easy for Dino um, and Big Shakes to just keep it simple. They've only had two training sessions, stick with the same team that beat Brentford and and just try and contain Southampton and, and, and Nick something. To be fair, we did do that, but... I was very impressed with the personnel that was selected. Very impressed. So happy that we started with that starting eleven. It says and speaks tremendous volumes that he started both Billy Gilmore and Todd Cantwell. Um, and I think he got the balance right on the whole. Of course, we'll go on to talk about the first half, the shaky first half. And, 
you know, Todd not being fully up to speed yet, to be expected. Um, yeah, overall, man, I was buzzing about the team, and I'm sure everyone will agree in the comments, right? When you saw that team on the way to Cow Road, how did it make you feel as a fan? Did you think, oh, here we go again, we've got to drag through another game like a coal bag of shit? Or did you start pounding your chest as you went through the Barclay entrance? Order your pie in your flat bud, and you went, come on, then, let's go and get these three points today. And that's, mate, and that's what that team you did. The glorious thing of, of where we sat, you know, nibbling on prawn sandwiches and, and politely clapping, um, other than the very comfy seats, we had a brilliant view of the pitch from a tactical perspective. Plus, we could hear what the managers were saying. Mm. It was a completely different experience for us. Um, let, let's touch on Billy Gilmore, because we know what happened with Todd Camp when he started. He wasn't fully fit, drifted in and out, out of the game. I didn't think he was terrible. He wasn't great. He yeah. will grow into that role. I think it sent a message that he was started by Dean Smith. That's what I really liked. Billy Gilmore, though, was named man of the match by us and also the club. Um, I'm sure I'm sure our opinion matters more. Um, but he was marvellous and, and it felt like he was played in the correct role. It was really interesting to hear um, on Match of the Day them discussing Billy Gilmore because I think Farker thought that he was a bit lightweight on the ball, turned it over a bit too much. Um, but... Ian Wright was saying, look, he's a fantastic player. You've just got to get him in the right position. You've got to get him slightly higher up the pitch. And that's what Dean Smith was able to do. You're sitting on a pot of gold with Billy G. You really are. And as Dean, and, and I would encourage anyone, if you've somehow not already, go and watch Dean Smith's post-match interview um, on the club channel back and listen very carefully about the, uh, sorry, to the words that Dean Smith used to describe Billy Gilmore and how important he was to the team. And I thought Billy was excellent. And mm. I described him on my Twitter account as a terrier, you know, nipping at the heels, you know, really quick, agile, bounding about the middle of the park. And that's the energy that we need. And actually, it was really interesting, Jack, and I'll try and find these in a minute. I'll get the stats up. But the stat speaks for tremendous volumes, not just about Billy Gilmore, but also Kenny McLean in the middle of the park as well. Ben Gibson, the list goes on. But yeah, it must be said, um, Billy Gilmore deserved man of the match for me. But, and a lot of people responded to us with this, that they felt Mila Rashica was, was well worthy of man of the match. We've also, of course, had Brandon Williams, a big shout. But isn't that great that we're arguing about who the man of the match should be? <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely. Real positive. I really absolutely. do. Absolutely. Um, let's get some comments in, shall we? Uh, this, I love this, the Shakespeare effect. Uh, no longer William Shakespeare was the most famous man. It's now Dean. Uh, no, sorry, Craig Shakespeare. Uh, get my Deans and my Craigs um, mixed up. Um, this this is a great comment, and, and this comes on nicely to what I think we should talk about next. First three minutes and the goal conceded was a very scary few minutes. Just that fear that nothing has or will change. Luckily, we proved very wrong. Chris, the, the first half, really, we were up against it. I described yeah. it as weather and storm. But when Che Adams scores that, that goal after three minutes, you're suddenly going, ooh, like in the script. This, this is a, yeah, that wasn't in the script and we've got deep issues here. But yeah, how were you feeling after three minutes? We, we can discuss our goals uh, at length shortly. Um. I, I, genuinely, I, I actually wasn't that worried. I, I why I mean, though? Because because it was Dean. It was Dino's first game in charge. We'd we'd experimented with a new batch of players that have been 
come on, like I know there's you know some tactical um, understanding there, but they've been thrown in really to kind of just try and work it out, right? There's not been much prep time. So I knew it would be chaotic. I knew it'd be chaotic. And of course, it was a disappointing goal to concede. Um, but I genuinely did have the faith that when you play your two most creative players in Todd and Billy, we would eventually carve out opportunities. And that's what we did. And it was a brilliant, brilliant way to respond. Um, Maxi Aaron's absolutely fantastic delivery. But to be honest with you, before that, Mila Rashica did very well. And, and I, I guess, Jack, what we should talk about, and I guess share with people is the sheer amount of information that we could hear um from Dino and Shaky on the sidelines. So impressed by the way, first and foremost, just about just how how good they are at coaching. They're not just bellowing for the sake of it, but when they bellow, yeah. they will be listened to. And it was mainly Milo, but we'll go on to that in a minute. Thomas Page. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for your super chat, Thomas. Uh, Dino looked the part when he first walked in and then backed it up with a comeback win on the Ball City. Yeah, the first time we've uh, we've conceded first and then gone on to win since 2016. It's been a terrible trait of ours that we just can't win games from behind. Yesterday, we were able to do it. Chris, I, I, I thought the first half, um, especially... Max Aarons was so uh, up against it. Walker Peters and uh, and down that side, it was three on one at times. And you could hear, as you mentioned there, Dean Smith constantly in the ear of Milo Rashica, work, 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 drop in. And he, he expected so much of Milo yesterday and he did do the job well in the end. But I think that was the difference for me yesterday. The ability from Dean Smith and Craig Shakespeare to change the game in play it yes. felt as if it, if that was under Daniel Farker who knows you know we need hindsight for that but I don't think we would have won under Daniel Farker what do you mean who knows what do you mean who knows we do know we wouldn't have won that game under Daniel Farker we'd have gone one nil down yeah we would have gone in at half time no words would have been said off you go lads and then we go and lose the game we know because we were we were so disappointing on so many occasions under his leadership in the Premier League. So we know that. And that's why I was ridiculously impressed with Dino as well. And for that goal, for our for our, for the first goal, um, which of course Puka did incredibly well to, to finish on, on, on the angle with his head, which he often doesn't do. Um, I, I, one of the things we noticed, Jack, is Dino was having words with Milo about his positioning, but not just defensively, yes. but also where he wanted to hang out. He said, like, Milo, I really need you in these areas, yeah? And what happened? He picked up the ball, fed it to Maxi, boom, one one straight away. And that shows, doesn't it? And, there, and, and, and another point I really want to make, Jack, because we've had some stick, uh, inevitable stick about this because people know that, that we're, we're buds with Todd. Todd will know he didn't have the best game yesterday, um, but also Todd will recognise that he probably didn't have the legs to continue on from the from that second half period. And I was so impressed that Dean Smith took that decision to protect Todd and say, actually, you know what, Todd, I've started you. I'm pleased I've started you. But do you know what now? I'm going to try something different. And by God, did it work? And I'm OK with that. The Premier League is so much more than a starting eleven. You know, squads survive, not starting 11s. And to have that ability to change it, like Dino did and Shaky. And uh, mustn't forget Shaky um, was was very, very impressive. And by the way, speaking of... Um, Do you want a throwback? Here we go. Throwback. 
Here he is. <laughs> no <laughs> chill. Cashy back in the room. It's been a while. Yes, no chill. How, how are your stocks and shares? No chill. <laughs> Watch along uh, old timers will know about no chill. Cashy, welcome back Thank to the room. You. Thank you for the super sticker. Chris, we mentioned Todd Cantwell there. He was, of course, replaced at half time for Josh Sargent. And not only was the second half performance so much better than the first, Josh Sargent was a big part of that yesterday. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I, and I want to hear a formal apology from you. Well, no, I said I don't think he's a, he's an out and out striker, and I mate, still stand by that. Mate, you didn't just say that. I you did. Bastard, Josh Sargent. No, I don't think that's fair. I, I no, still haven't I seen did. enough to think he's an eight million pound player, but he did change the game yesterday. Well, to, look, to an extent. Well, look, I, I think Josh Sargent certainly proved you and and many of the well, other. He proved me wrong. He's, he's yet to score, Chris. He's he's a striker. <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, I thought Josh was brilliant. I thought Josh was brilliant. I was so impressed, and not just because of what he did, but he just showed that he had that confidence about him. And I was so worried that after I'm going to have to mention it. Sorry, Josh, if you're watching, doubt you are. Um, I was so worried after that Brighton miss that that's it, you know, confidence shot for, you know, so, so much of this season. I think um, Dean Smith really likes Sargent. I think we yeah. can see a new Josh Sargent under Dean Smith. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe this is the the, the reignition of the uh, of the Pookie Sargent partnership that we that we initially praised and then and then dismissed under Daniel Farker. Who knows? Um you know, we get, we, by the way, I just want to say thank you so much. There's so many lovely comments coming in, Jack. And um, do keep getting your TNC podcast setups in over on Twitter and Instagram. Take a picture of your screen at Talk Norris City and I'll share all of them as a thanks for your support. Cheesy geese in the house. Cheesy. He's cheesy. Living up, he was living out with Delia as well. He says, I'm so by the way, by the way, Cheesy yesterday, you could tell he was mixing with the big guns. Didn't want to talk to us. Straight past us. Every time now. No. Nah. <laughs> Used us for the watch alongs. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's he's buzzing. Um, let's see what this guy says as well. Mr. Greengrass, okay, Mr. Chopper himself. He says Dino has had these lads for two training sessions and has them running through walls for one another. Yeah, I like that. Quick pause on this. Jack, like that. That's, that's key, isn't it? And we said that, that this Dino appointment, it really... Oh, it stinks of just that passion, that do or die attitude. Mm, and yeah. you could tell after the game when Dino was hanging about outside the tunnel, yeah, just that sheer respect for one another straight away, you know. They, and it was, I just loved that. And I think such a good point from Dan Greengrass. I really do. They were literally running through walls. And on that note, Josh Sargent certainly did that, didn't he, Jack? Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I thought that spot on, I thought the midfield was, was all over the place first half. Second half, I thought they were excellent. I thought they really dug in deep. I thought the the defensive performance on the whole was pretty solid. I thought Gibson had his best match of, of the season. Lovely yes. to see Hanley get his goal, despite a couple of mistakes in the game. So that was really nice on his birthday. I thought Brandon Williams, once again, phenomenal. And Brilliant. digging in deep, showing a bit of anger, pushing back when he gets pushed. I like that. Um, and I thought Max Aarons was excellent. Get... What we haven't seen from Max Aarons this season under Daniel Farkle was, in a, was a, a willingness to get forwards. And I think we saw more of that yesterday. I think he had a bit more freedom because of Milo Rashica working a little bit harder. So there's there's, there's positive um, 
elements in that defensive kind of line that I really like the look of. And no chill cash, he's back in the room again. It's just spitting facts, really. <laughs> Craig Shakespeare is the goat. He is no chill cash. He absolutely is. We love big shakes. I absolutely love, but this is my favourite shaky moment from uh, from the. But I feel like we need to like a, oh a shake. God, like a little shaky highlight. You know, you know, like Norris City tweet the highlights. I would love them to just like film Shakespeare the whole the whole game. Just like I just love the bloody passion. And anyway, my highlight from that game was, and um, it was when Brandon Williams got booked. Okay, absolutely nowhere near the ball. Just literally yeah. smashed. The player over, yeah, and you would have thought that both of the gap, Dino and you know Shaky, would have been like, you know, they might have clapped, maybe and gone, yeah, well done or something like that. Bloody Shakespeare went good, 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 and like properly, like just, and I was just like, yes, that's the fuck yeah. you need injected in. That's what we've been wanting for so long. <laughs> Absolutely, um, I cannot believe this, but no, Chilkashi, please stop now. Uh, but $300 thrown in the pot. Um, the big man himself. The stocks are clearly, <laughs> clearly coming in. For no chill, right? Seriously, mate. Donate the money to charity, please. Yeah. Please. Please. We will read out your comments anyway. No chill. And I want, we can't just dance over that. No chill. Thank you so yes. much. It's so kind. Really Thoughts on Leicester. Yeah, we did. We, we Yeah, the quite remarkable thing is you are a Leicester fan. <laughs> We've given our thoughts on Leicester before, no chill. We had him in the watch-alongs. Well, what I will say against about Leicester is that they were there for the taking at Cow Road, and I'm certainly excited for the reverse fixture because I think Dino and Shaky is going to give them an absolute hiding, that's for mm. sure. No mm. chill, Cashy. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, incredible. Um, Lee Bruce, love this comment and such a good point and why I'm so excited for the next few games, Jack. We're going to get so much more out of Milo because, of course, he was wanted by Aston Villa under Dean Smith, as well as Todd Cantwell, by the way, for the for the Cantwell haters in here. Um, and I think that's a great point, isn't it, Jack? You know, clearly two players, but particularly Milo is one that's, you know, look, looked upon very fondly by, by Dean Smith. And you would like to think that that game against Southampton was almost like a bit of a warm-up for him and in terms of his expectancy of what Dean Smith's going to be demanding of him. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the, the big frustration for not only uh, the top brass at Norwich, but fans has been the lack of um, ability to get the best out of our better players. And I include Milo Rashica in that. I didn't know that statistic that he was one of the best pressing wingers. I think we saw that yesterday. And um, I think it's why Max Ahrens was given freedom down the right side, which, you know, really helped with our with both of our goals. Um I thought he looked. I thought he looked really like he was blowing last ten minutes. You could tell he'd really put it in and hadn't um, worked that intensity for for this season. But I think Rashidza. There's a lot more to come from him. It was nice to see Christos Jolis get a brief run out. I think there's a lot more to come from Todd Cantwell. The the performance from Billy Gilmore went above and beyond my expectations. Um, yeah, lots lots to be excited about. And I think uh, aside from that. My biggest, my biggest um, praise for yesterday was that constant tweaking of tactics in game. Yes. Even when we went two one up with ten minutes to go, we didn't shut up shop. We were still pressing mm. and digging in deep, and there, there was that header from Walcott, which went 
very close. Yeah. But I thought the defensive performance for 87 minutes of that game was solid. But we got the job done, Jack. And that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I know. And they always say, they say, you know, if you're going to have a bit of a, a bit of a shaky one, if you can still get through those games with three points, that's the sign of a good team. I really do. And yeah, I'm just about to bring that up. Um, Great point. In the house. Yeah. Lovely cat, Tony. Uh, Thank you so much for the super chat. He said, um, I like Dean Smith and Craig Shakespeare because they never left the touchline. Yes. You yes. you always bang on about this. Yes. About you want yes. to see your manager on the touchline. They were both there arm in arm with their men on the battlefield. They were in the trenches digging deep. Um, and we won it's, the war yesterday. The thing is, Jack, is it, it it's completely in line with what our club's allegedly meant to be about in terms of marginal gains, right? Why would you sit on your comfy seat just letting it unfold in front of you, yeah, and then get angry. Be proactive. Get in the ears of your team. Get in the ears of the opposition. Mm. Craig, old Craig Shakespeare was winding up. Um, I think it was Carl Walker-Peters was on the line about to take a throw in, and he he said something to him, which was obviously a friendly exchange, but I want that. I want those marginal gains to be to be used. And Well, Hasenhut was very also, wound up. But also, Dino can't talk to more than one person at once, obviously. So why wouldn't you have Shaky on the line talking to someone, Dino on the other? Mate, I think it's an iconic partnership we're, we're witnessing here. I really do. A lot of people talk about Ant and Deck. A lot of people talk about, you know, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm buzzing about those boys. Anyway, it's a very important point. I'm genuinely not just getting carried away. You want your gaffer. On the touchline, barking orders, injecting that passion, that belief that we've lacked all season. They're going to need to be. Um, they're going to need to be on there though for, for for the rest of the season. That's for sure, Jack, because it's still a huge ask. But the Leeds result tonight means yeah, we are only three points off. Are we really? <laughs> unless I'm wrong. Uh, unless my maths has failed wow. me. And all possibly. The and then all of a sudden, really? Back, I think so. Unless unless. Unless something's gone wrong since I last looked, people might have a pop me in the chat. Oh my god, we are only three points from safety. You should start believing me. Hang on, how many we are? We're only 13 points off the top six. (laughs) 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 Guess who's sixth at the moment? Wolves beat them. Oh, mate, mate, European tour. (laughs) Here we go. Um. What did we make to bring it back down to earth slightly? Hang on, hang on. <laughs> That's true. No chill, Cashy. We need not we talk North City. Our club needs investment. <laughs> they have opportunities, plenty of sponsorship opportunities. Um, I'm sure you know you'd be willing to pay for the wages of of a of a maybe a striker in January or something like that. Um, do let us know if you want us to put you in touch with Delia and uh, and we will do just that. Um, Chris, to bring things slightly back down to earth, um, two very dubious goalkeeping errors from Southampton yesterday. Um, I don't really care. We won the game. But uh, what I'm saying is I think if, if we were to put that performance in against a lot of other teams, we probably wouldn't have walked away with three points. Oh, now that won. isn't a criticism, but I'm I think we should I think we should put that yeah. into context. Yeah. Well, we would have lost Jack because the chances that we gave away in the first half. I don't yes. I the chances, but just the amount of crosses from both sides, by the way. Um, and you know that that's been our weakness this season when our fullbacks have bombed forwards and left themselves exposed. Max, by the way, had a great game. It was really, yeah. really yeah. Max was brilliant yesterday. Considering that he was covering for Milo a lot, 
um, in that first half. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think any, I think a team with, it, it was the perfect game. Of course, we had a Southampton fan on the opposition preview, Jack, this week. You know, talking. He, about you were spot that. on. He what what he said he was said spot on. Chances. Wasn't he? he said our team don't take our chances, and, and it, he also said that they would fade, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, so actually, it's an absolute blessing that we got Southampton in, in this first game, and the fact that we've got another home game coming up now. Hello. I I know Wolves have. I know Wolves are a great team. They've got some ridiculous players in. Yeah, there. but they haven't got Craig Shakespeare, Chris. <laughs> exactly. They haven't got the best managerial duo in Europe. Exactly. None of their coaching staff have won the Premier League before. There we go. Thomas. Hello, Thomas. All the way from Norway. I'm so fired up this evening. Yes. Almost became emotional when the ref sounded the final whistle. I piss in love, Dean Smith's yellow and green army. By the way, Dean Smith's yellow army echoing around Carrow Road oh. yesterday. I love to, love to hear that. God, it got me People going. have bought in quickly. Considering Mate, how loved Daniel Farker it was. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Well, I thought there might be a mourning of Daniel Farker. Why? Why? A couple of promotions. Well, yeah, but we've we've been dismal this season. Like, we respect what he's done. Let's move on. We've got Dino in charge. Why wouldn't the fans back him? And by the way, I got a point on Dino, right? Something I was actually really... <laughs> Another one. <laughs> I was really quite happy. Yeah, so many. Something that I actually really liked as well, right? After Did it get you going? Really, this really got me going. So after the game, he's finished. He's he's finishing like you know, shaking the players' hands, hugs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think the Norwich fans thought that, and we said this that he was going to go up to the Barclay. Maybe maybe he would go round this, maybe round the round the pitch, and you know, applaud the fans. And he did applaud the fans. But I like the fact that literally after the last hug. It was literally just a, and then he turned around and got straight back down the down the tunnel. Oh, you liked that, did you? Yeah, I liked it. Do you know why? Because he's got a bloody job to do. No time, to, <laughs> no time for self indulgence. It's his first game. Yeah, clap the fans, get in the tunnel, get to work. Dino, I love that from you. Could we have seen a little a little chest pump from Big Shakes wow. though towards oh, the Barclay? Cool. Wow, that's something that I am furious about. And you know, and I know Dino will be watching this. You know, so. It, if you are watching Dino, you need to get big shakes to go up to the Barclay, give it a badge pan, give it one of them, do something. Like we want Shakespeare up against the Barclay, don't we, Jack? Absolutely. Uh, no chill cashy back in again. Please stop donating. No chill cashy. Uh, thoughts on if Tim Krull gets hurt. Uh, I think Angus Gunn's incredibly overrated. Oh. I was actually, we were talking about this yesterday in terms of players need to prove themselves again, because I'm looking at, especially the goalkeeping position. You've got a, You've got a former Premier League goalkeeper then it, it, there in Angus Gunn. These people need to start improving their performances. I think Tim Krull's been excellent this season. I also think Angus Gunn, if if Krull makes a couple of mistakes, he'll be there ready to take his opportunity. I really do. I like Angus Gunn a lot. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't I don't think Angus is overrated in the slightest, no. but I'm completely biased. Um you know, but look, Timmy Krul's our number one. We, we've clearly signed Angus to take that number one jersey from Tim Krul when the time is right. But in the meantime, we've got, you know, one of my favourite leaders of all time, you know, in terms of what I genuinely believe that, that, that Norwich have signed. Tim Krul on and off the pitch, in the changing room, 
is exactly what you want from, from your goalkeeper and exactly what you want as a footballer. I think he's putting... And by the way, we've not spoken about this, Jack, yet. That save from Timmy Krull yesterday. Huge. Yeah? Huge. If that goes in, we're in big, big trouble. Big trouble. But yeah, Tim yeah. Krull, and, and Grant Hanley, by the way, and thank God he scored because he had a bit of a wobbly game, by the way, didn't he, on his birthday, bless him. Um, Grant Hanley falls over his own feet, gives the ball away, and I'm thinking, oh, this is this is 2-1 here. I held my hands up and went, oh, my God, right, here we go. Is this going to go? And is this going to go? And Tim Krull, what a save. And that's why I'm buzzing that he's our number one. Absolutely. Yeah, the, that was as good as a goal, that Tim Krull save. It was, yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was Adams again, wasn't it? Here, And it was going down to his kind of, it was an awkward kind of yeah. angle to get down to. It was, it was a wonderful save one-on-one. He's been really good the last, he was excellent against Brentford. Um, and he was really good. I keep forgetting we've won two in a row. Um, I keep forgetting that. Incredible. Well, this is the thing, mate. We've won two in a row and we said this. What did we say? We said before the game, if you win this one today, the whole narrative changes, yeah? Yeah. And all of a sudden, we beat Wolves at home next week. We've won three games in a row. (laughs) Hello. We're the most informed team in the Prem by that point. And then then it's a trip to Newcastle, struggling. That's four in a row. Yeah, and that's a state. and, and, And then Newcastle away is a statement win. Yeah. Yeah, because it shows shove your Saudi money up your ass. Yeah, boom, we're gonna beat you in your own back garden. And God, I want that. And I think it's doable, mate. I think it's doable because the because the expectancy. <laughs> what are you giggling at? The the expectancy is on the floor because because of the of the dismal start that we've had. We're allowing Dino and Shaky to implement their tactics, their ideas. We're being more patient with the players now. Some of us. And I think that's a real, real big positive. Huge positive. I thought a wonderful um, moment yesterday off the pitch was when the full-time whistle blew and we were sitting very close to Stuart Webber. There was a visible sign of relief that kind of dropped off his shoulders. He's had a, a difficult season himself. His recruitment has been questioned. It was a big decision to sack Daniel Farker when he did. Yeah. Um, but you could tell how much that meant to him. And I think he, he was watching that game going, yeah, I've, re- I've made the right call here. It's really interesting, wasn't it, Jack? Because He was honestly, animated yesterday. Yeah, and by the way, big up to Steve Collins, by the way, from Elite Sport Giveaways, who gave us those tickets. We've had for some, well, say for some reason, sadly, we, we always get trolled. There was one person that said that we were in bed with the club again. And um, that is well, wrong. That's very wrong. The, uh, yeah. the, the I, I suspect as we walked up into that director's box, there was some, a few surprised faces because um, because of uh, of our stance on on Daniel Farker. But we were we we were very lucky to be given those tickets from from a fantastic businessman um, locally. Anyway, it was interesting, Jack, because I spent a lot of time actually as well as watching the game, listening and watching to Dean Smith and um, Dean and Dino and Shaky, but also had half an eye on on Stuart, on Zoe, on Delia, and watching their reactions to the game. Stuart was just like almost he was watching it like in such a stern manner, like yes. so stern. Um, and I and it was after Grant scored, he turned around and like gave it like the he that was when you saw like that that relief. Yeah. And after the game, there was hugs, and obviously when we went up to Dealer at the end, I don't I she was happy and she was buzzing, but I think she was probably more relieved than anything else. Would you agree? 
Yeah, well, yeah, you would be, wouldn't you? I mean, that was a that was a big moment yesterday. Norwich City have suddenly gone from being completely written off to, as you say, Chris, three points from safety. I mean, the fact that we we hadn't won in ten and now we're three points away from um, pulling out of the drop zone is is remarkable. Really, it, it really is. Other than Billy Gilmore, who who got the man of the match um, yesterday, Chris, who who would have been your close second? Uh, well, having looked back at the stats, Ben Gibson. Right. Um, I think well, it the was... The stats were tasty, were they? Good. Good stats. Solid stats. Um, six Shaky stats. But as in uh, like Craig five, Shakespeare stats. <laughs> solid. Yeah, mate, he's so good. Blocks are plenty. Solid as a rock at the back. And and I'm pleased because I don't think Grant had his, had his best game, unfortunately. Um, he'll know that. Um, but again, Grant's been in and out of the team as well, to be fair to him. And by the way, I do want to say, I, I feel for Big Andy. I think Big Andy was unlucky not, not to start that one. Um, I, I'm pleased that Grant played, obviously, um, but I'm also disappointed for Big Andy. Um, but yeah, yeah my, my man of the match, if it, if it wasn't Billy, I would have gone Ben Gibson. Who would you have gone for, Jack? I like Gibson's performance. I thought Rashica was was excellent for yes. 70, 80 minutes of that game. I thought he had a, a wobbly start, but I think that was probably because he was in a role slightly different, or at least his duties within that role were, were very different. Max Aarons, I thought, had one of his best games. Um, and Josh Josh Sargent was excellent for 45 minutes. And a man we haven't really mentioned yet, but Dan Greengrass has. Has anyone mentioned Norman? I could come home and find him in bed with my missus and I'd give him a handshake and thank him for his services at Norwich <laughs> City. <laughs> <laughs> tuck him in thank oh, him man. thank him for the goal my one criticism with Matthias Norman and it's a it's a big criticism actually the hair what's he done to the hair he has to keep the blonde highlights oh, doesn't he yeah I found it difficult to spot him actually yeah I was going is Matthias playing well, but that's good, isn't it? Because you don't want him to be you don't want him to be the only highlight, right? But he put in some great tackles yesterday. I was very impressed with Matthias again. And yes, the, yes, we want the yellow and green half and half, Jeremy Curitan style. But um yeah, no. Um I thought Norman was all right. I think Norman probably had one of his more quieter games, actually. This is a pro, uh, a good positive for the defense. Besides the Chelsea match, and that was a big besides, um, we've only conceded four goals uh, in the last five matches. It, the the defence does feel hugely improved. I can't think of a single clear-cut opportunity barring that Walcott header, which was probably a half chance in that second half for Southampton. We really did shore ourselves up. Yeah. And considering how attacking we were in that second half, I think that was I think that was huge. What's been the what's been the main difference, do you think? I mean the, the midfield has seemingly given them slightly more protection, but it just feels like everyone's raised their levels a bit. I would say it's, it's the latter, Jack. I think everyone's raised their levels. We knew, uh, we've said it time after time. We know that we've got the players to survive in this league. Mm. I genuinely believe that. I don't think the recruitment's been poor. I do think there's a couple of players where you think, oh, I'm not quite sure yet. But that's because the confidence has been at absolute rock bottom. Josh Sargent is a classic case, Yeah. Yeah. We've seen that when he's played in a side with no confidence, that's getting that's getting beat comfortably. Of course, he's not going to perform well, um, you know. And then he goes and then he gets started away at Chelsea. It's going to be tough for him, right? Um, and I would agree. I think all of the players raised their levels just then. One player particularly, 
that really raised their levels, um, even more so than normal, was Kenny McLean. Not, oh, interesting. Interesting. Not, not a fashionable shout, not a fashionable player in terms of, you know, the, 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 the fans talk about. But I just thought yesterday that Kenny was just such an engine room. Mm. And again, being in our position, normally we can't hear anything from where we are, Jack, because we can just hear the atmosphere and the Barkley would obviously a part of that. We hear a bit of Tim Krul, sometimes the defence as well from corners. But Kenny McLean was barking orders at Billy, barking orders at Toddy, at Milo, was going for everything. And um, yeah, I was really, really impressed with Kenny McLean yesterday. And um, I think it'd be really, really harsh if he gets dropped in the next game. I think he certainly warranted a... But, and he was one of the players that people were debating. Oh, would you start Kenny? Would you start Pierre-Lise Malou? And I think for me now, you, you can't drop him going to that Wolves game. Wow. A uh, player Duncan Drake was impressed with was Timu Puki. Duncan thinks he uh, absolutely ran his socks off yesterday. Um, absolute goat. Dino and Shakes will get a statue built. They stink of Premier League survival. I could smell it from the touchline. Duncan, thank you so much for the super chat. But Chris, Timu Puki, this is a man who um, I think, well, I've certainly said it. I think a lot of people have said it. Is he, has he quite got that Premier League magic now he scored oh, four league goals this season he scored he scored more but i think i think he, i think on his own at times this season he's looked a yard off the pace he's not got the pace he used to but he's he's changed his game he's changed his game slightly hasn't he he's slightly more uh conservative with his energy um and i think four league goals from strongly disagree strongly disagree he disagree with you were slagging him off four weeks ago Oh, bugger off. He you was were saying, saying start. No, no, no. You were saying start Josh Sargent. You can't be coming on here now. He scored a couple of goals and I, acting like you're his biggest fan. I'm allowed to change. I'm allowed to change my opinion if I want to. You were saying I never said that. That's 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 vastly untrue. Everyone has <laughs> one, 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 one on the wind ups. Um, I felt that Pookie should have been dropped earlier on in the season because here we go. Oh, no, I've backed him all season. Did I just say I've backed him all season? You did a minute no, ago. I, I said that he's always had it to do it in the Premier League, right? He got injured last time out. He played with an injury, had an injection against Leicester away, do you remember, and still scored, by the way. Yes. You know, that it's all it's all we had. It's all we had. And you know, so the saying goes, feed the goat and he will score. And lo and <laughs> behold, what happens? We feed the bloody goat, the goat scores. Like, and I genuinely think that 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 Dino's leadership will get so much more out of Pookie, so much more. And I strongly disagree. I, I, I don't think Timmy Pookie is more conservative with his energy yesterday. I felt he gave even more energy. I felt that Dino and Shaky were just shouting work at him and he was working. But what, Shaky, I, mean, what, I, mean, what I mean, Chris, is I think he's had to adapt his game because he was so used to having Emmy Buendia behind him and playing him off the shoulder every time. He ran off the shoulder, ran off the shoulder. That isn't happening so much now. We haven't got Emmy Buendia. We're playing a slightly different style. I think he's adapted his game. This is a praise, by the way. I'm praising yeah, him yeah, because I think yeah. he's adapted well. Exactly. Let's not talk about the past anymore. We've got, we've got a pooky party now that's going to be popping off every weekend. And I'm excited to see it. I really have. By the way, pookie party, shaky after party. I'm there for that. At the old Shakespeare and Spice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
this is interesting. Um, he scored the same amount of, as Aubameyang this season. He scored more than Ivan Tony, and we always hear about how well Ivan Tony's doing. I, I, I'm, Pookie's going under the radar slightly with the new season. I like that. And Pookie, I believe, I've seen this on Twitter today, and I don't know the stat, but Pookie is now going up the levels again in terms of the all-time Premier League top goal scorers for Norwich City as well. Yes. Um, so, yeah, let's again reiterate, let's put more Pookie um, respect on his name. It's me, James E. Pookie Hattie against Newcastle. Yes, please. Do I think yeah. it will happen? No. But I, but I would love it. I really would love it. Chris, we've won our first game under under Dean Smith. A brilliant win, a brilliant occasion. And we There's a big, big few weeks coming up. Wolves, Newcastle, the next couple of games. Get some points out of them and then you're suddenly looking incredibly rosy. Will the form of yesterday continue? Yes. Yes, it will. I don't see any reason. The fact that we got through that with a win, considering the lack of time that Dino and Shaky had to actually, mm. you know, get into the nitty gritty of the team and the personalities, as he said in his post-match interview, I think we'll see more. Like the 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 fact that we got that win when we were absolutely smashed in that first half. We were really, really up against the ropes in that first half. Let's not. So you're you're taking that as a positive rather than a, than a absolutely. negative. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Because now we've got a Dean Smith foundation to actually work on, and I, and and that's a foundation that I, that I want to, to to build a building on. What are you laughing at? A Dean Smith foundation. What's funny about that? <laughs> <laughs> I just like it. I just like it. I oh, think yeah. I, I think Craigie Shakes is, is is the foundation, and Dean Smith is the beautiful building that sits on the foundation. You know, <laughs> solid foundation built very deep into the ground with big shakes, um, and then this kind of lovely architectural dream above it. Um, absolutely wonderful, Scotty boy. Teams are going to be scared of coming to Carrow Road. Good point from Scotty. Our first Premier League win at Carrow Road for quite some time. And teams in our situation, Chris, that's scrapping in every single week need to make their home ground a fortress. And the yes. atmosphere, the camaraderie that I felt yes. within Carrow Road yesterday felt like something special was bubbling. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, 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 I know it's early to say, but... Yeah, and I've said it already. You can just see the connection between Dino, Shaky, and just all of those boys. I Are love getting the carried away? Yes. Do we care? No. <laughs> Are we a fun channel? Yes. Will we change? No. You know, it's good to get carried away. Why do we watch it? Why, why do we do this? What's the point in all this? Because we want to be entertained, because we want to express our joy and get carried away. Get carried away, for God's sake. You know what, mate? We're not, no, we're not too many points off the European places. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and can I just well, say, by the way, big shout out. And people are getting in there. Their, oh, brilliant. T their TNC pod setups and then um, big up to uh Yeoman's Electrical. Hello, oh. look at this. Look at this. Hang on a minute. First of all, let's just look at this uh this tweet. Dino Dino can't talk today. What a day. Um, and he's gone hashtag Bovril boys. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag love the Norman song, which by the way, we haven't sung on here yet. And uh just check out this profile picture. That's profile picture of the week, guys. It really, really is. That's the that's the sort of dry you want to bung your dirty laundry in, isn't it? Really, really is. Big up to Yearman's Electrical. I think Matthias Norman's a bit of a washing machine. 
Where are you going with this? It just constantly delivers crisp products out of it. <laughs> <laughs> You you can you can throw some dirt into him with a bit of an, a, a bit of a stray pass. Oh. He'll he'll find a way to make that clean and move it along. Dear oh dear oh dear. Chris Wolves up next. Yes. Uh, Dean Smith will finally have a full week at the training ground to, to get stuck in. Yes. What do you think he'll be taking out of that Southampton game and trying to implement on the on the Colney pitches this week? I think he'll be taking out that game that still much more work needs to be done defensively to stop those crosses. Um, I I think that the work rate will be something that he'll want even more of, particularly the press. Mm. Um, we saw that in fits and spells against Southampton, but not throughout. And I think that he'll want more of that. I'm not sure whether we're going to see too many personnel changes, but I think on the pitch this week, it'll all be about creating chances. Um, as many chances, because I still don't think we created a ton of opportunities, no, Jack. No. Um, I, and I, and, do you know what I'd quite like to see? I, I always say this, I'd quite like to see us force a save. Do you know what I mean, Jack? Yeah, just yeah, take, yeah. Just take a pot shot from the outside of the box. Yeah. Get that keeper on the ground, get the mud on his on his jersey and force that save, win the corner. Because now all of a sudden, Jack, I've gone from we've won a set piece, so therefore nothing is going to happen to now. I see set pieces now as a big, big opportunity for Norwich City. And Dean well, said this in his interviews, isn't he? Yeah, you you read my mind. I was going to come on to that, and and you're right, Chris. Apparent. Well, you've spoke to a lot of Aston Villa fans since um since Dean Smith's arrival. They said that there was a dramatic improvement with their set pieces when Dean Smith arrived, and and for a team that won't be creating endless chances every game, that's us. You need to make the most of set pieces. How many times have we groaned at Carrow Road because we've hit another corner at the first man? Every corner reached the reached a dangerous position yesterday, and one of them found the the slab head of Hanley, um, and it found the back of the net. I think it was who was it on the corners yesterday? Was it Gilmore or Rashidza? Um, constantly uh, putting it into the mixer. I'm just giggling, Jack, because um, and people will enjoy this when they watch the match day experience back. And um, for some reason, you decided to to scream at the top of your voice, slab heads, like <laughs> from the director's box, which um, I appreciate your your um, bravery and passion there. Um, but yeah, look, when you've got Grant Handley with a, with a magnet in his head, um, you know, why wouldn't you want to stick it on the end of it? 100%. But it's true, isn't it? It's them, it's them. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say small changes, but suddenly becoming half decent set pieces is, is a big change. And it seems like, yeah. Finally, we've started to pay some attention to them. Jack, I'm going to going to challenge you a bit here. Um, Oscar's put this comment in, and um, and other people are talking about Big Andy as well. I I personally think it's too early to criticise um, some of the players that didn't play so well against Southampton because of the fact that it's this new era, the new manager, etc. Do you? Do you start Hanley in in the next game, or would you bring in Ozan Kabak or, or Big Andy? No, I think I'd keep it the same. I thought Ben Gibson's performance uh, has been good for the last two games. Now, I think Dean Smith holds a lot of value in Grant Hanley as captain. I think he has a lot of trust in Grant Hanley, um, and I think Hanley was solid. I, I think there was the there was the mistake that Tim Krul pulled off a brilliant save for. That was a howler. Um, I don't think that the goal was particularly his fault. It was just a bit of a scrappy one and then got his goal. And I thought defended admirably from that. I think 
Gibson and Hammy are, are the safe two. I think you're right, Chris, in saying that Big Andy will, will probably be slightly frustrated that he missed out, but will equally, I get why that decision was made. But I, I also like Ozan Kabak. I think he's been un, unfortunate this season with, he's been the one that's attempted to play the ball out from the back. And I yes. think we were, we were playing a system that maybe didn't um, reward that. But there's clearly a footballer in there. And I, I think Ozan Kabak has, has shown really promising signs. This um, is the thing, isn't it, Jack? This is the exciting thing. Sorry to come across to you. Yeah. Me, that we, we, we've got Kabak that we've signed in that summer window. We've got Zolis as well. And this, this is the great point, you know. We've got players that, you know, Adam Eder is another one that I've seen in the comment section tonight. You know, we've got players now. And now that we've got the confidence and the fans have this genuine belief that we have got a plan B, how exciting is it that it's now, when we see the team sheet now, it's not just going to be about the starting 11. We're now going to know that we're going to bring something off the bench and bring it on earlier to make to make a difference if it's not working. And, and so, therefore... You know, whether you want to, you know, of course, you know, you want your best players to start, etc. But for me, I'm kind of quite comfortable to to just kind of let Dino pick, pick his pick his best side, whether that be Hanley, Kabak, Big Andy or Gibson. Yeah. Christopher Rayner says, um, Kabak needs to play more safely, less pirouettes when coming out um, as though mm. we are winning. I, I think that was a look, Kabak clearly that the error against Leeds was a was a was a poor one. I saw that as as a player not receiving the right messages from a head coach. I think you stick Kabak in that team now under Dean Smith. I don't think you see Kabak doing that. Um, And equally, there have been moments where Kabak has gone on a run and it's worked. That run against Burnley was was excellent. I think you need a bit of that. I think you need a a defender, certainly in the the modern game, to have some confidence um, on the floor. Um, I think that the only weakness of, of both Gibson and Handley are the fact that Sometimes with the ball at they, their feet, they do just opt to to pump it long, and I don't think I don't think we've seen that from Quebec. I, I I'm like I like what I'm seeing from the defensive line. I think another player who will be really upset to be left out is Mister No Breaks, Dimitri Anoulis, who's done nothing mm-hmm. wrong, but has found himself on the bench behind the Brandon Williams bang in form. So it's nice to have options in every position. Yes. You've got an option. You've got another option at right back. Brandon can go over there. Sam Byram's returning. You're not going to get Max Aaron's out of the side. You've got two centre-backs gagging to get back in the team in Quebec and Big Andy. Yeah. Um, you've got options at left-back. We we finally have a squad in the Premier League mm. with some depth, and that feels good. Yeah, I think I think the only area that I would like to see improvement in in January is, is um, up front, Jack, actually. Yes. I think that we've got options everywhere. I just think... I would like to see, I would like to see a proper out-and-out goal scorer to come on for Team Mipuki when Team Mipuki ties up. Um, illusion, um, cracking golf swing. That is. I'm, I'm not going to know how to pronounce that, but um, do you think we will continue to see more from Gilmore and Sergeant Jack? You definitely, we're definitely from Gilmore. Yes, I, I, you said earlier, Chris. Um, Dean Smith's interview was he was raving about Billy Gilmore, absolutely raving about him. So, yes, we'll see more from Gilmore. I think Sargent is more of a a wide player than a than a number nine. I, I yes. don't think he's a number nine. Now, it all depends whether Smith wants to play him in that position. He's got a lot of talent there. He's got Jollis, he's got Campwell, he's got Rashica. 
will he be able to find? I think I, I like what I liked what I saw from Sargent on on Saturday, um, yeah. but I think that was a very unique situation. There is a good player in there with Josh Sargent, mm-hmm. Sargent somewhere. It's, it's all about getting it out of him and them attacking midfield positions where I think Sargent's actually mo- is strongest are very densely populated. So I think for the next few weeks, I think we'll see Sargent off the bench um, rather than starting. Okay, well, there you go. And thank you so much for Super Chat. Hugely appreciate that. Um, Jack, we're still, we're still getting a lot of comments about this man. Um, and... I think it's because we all know just how good he is. And that is Todd Cantwell. Um, I know that we've spoken about him um, at least three or four times already, for, but but for the people that have just joined Jack, I think, and, I got, and I've had a few messages from people about this after the game, oh, Todd was this, Todd was that, Todd's not good enough, Todd wasn't fit, blah, blah, blah. And I think it's a bit of a cheap shot. I think it's very easy to criticise um, him because of what has happened. Um, but the fact that Dean Smith started him should tell you everything you need to know about how how, how high in regard he holds him and, and what he knows that he can bring to the team. Um, there's no doubt that he uh, wasn't 100% fitness. There's no doubt that he was one of the players on the pitch that wasn't at that level that we need them to be at, but he'll know that. Of course he knows that. Um, And I just think rather than this, I don't know what, like Todd's always getting criticised and like, we're now in this new era. Please let's just put that to bed. Now we know that we've got an extremely talented Todd Cantwell um, that's, that's able to be used by Dean Smith. And as he gets fitter and fitter, you will see more from Todd Cantwell. And I just think it's really, I think it's a bit of a lazy opinion personally to, to be slamming Todd Cantwell when he's clearly been um, unfairly uh, treated by Daniel Farker and kept out of the side, made, forced to play with the under 23s. Um, so, of course, he's not going to be at it. Um, and um, I, yeah, so I'm a bit disappointed to, to read a lot of the criticism that Todd's got. Yes, he wasn't one of the best players on the pitch yesterday. Um, but but as as I've said already, it's it's squads that survive. And Todd Cantwell, you know, he's a player that we know has already delivered in the Premier League. Six goals and nine assists last time. Of course, an absolutely brilliant performance away at Tottenham in the Cup as well. Incredible penalty under pressure. The man is a serious talent. And um, I personally think rather than bashing him, we should get behind him. Where, where do you stand on Todd, though, Jack? And actually, I'm going to ask you a very straight question. Are you starting Todd? Having seen his performance against Southampton, are you starting Todd against Wolves or are you resting him? I think I'm starting him. Um, I thought it was wonderful man management of, of Dean Smith. You, you just you had to at some point get him involved, right? There, there is no other way of getting him back to match fitness other than playing him in, in football matches. I don't think anyone was disappointed. Um, and I don't think Todd would have been disappointed to have been pulled at halftime. It, it, it worked in the way that... Dean Smith would have wanted it to. I also think looking, I mean, I haven't watched the full 90 back, but it felt as if Cantwell was basically marked by two players at all times against Southampton, which allowed space for the others. Also, I don't think I really saw a mistake from him. He just wasn't as in the game as we've maybe come to expect from Todd Cantwell. So I didn't think he was bad. I thought, yes, he was off the pace, um, but he tracked back. He, He put it in. 
Um, and it was just nice to see him back in the game. It's not his fault he hasn't been playing. It's not his fault he's been made yeah. to train with the under-23s. There's a reason why he's not match fit, because he's been excluded from the team. And I think another player who will be suffering similar symptoms is is Christos Jollis. So if we were yeah. to start Jollis against Wolves, we're probably going to have a similar outcome. Um, so it will be interesting to see whether he starts not him. the same stick, but not the same stick, Jack. And that's my point. And that's why I think it's unfair. Because if Christos Zolis puts in that performance, as as Todd Cantwell did against Southampton, he doesn't get that criticism. And so, well, I, I think I, the only I think the only reason why there was I haven't seen tons of criticism. I think the only reason that where there why there may have been a little bit is one the narrative we've been fed from certain um, people at the at the football club, some of which are still here, some are, aren't, to say that he doesn't care and he's petulant. That's simply not true. Um, and the other fact that we know how good he is. So uh, a, an average performance is well below what we know Todd can produce. This is a man who scored Premier League goals against the biggest football clubs in the world. Um, so he has high expectations for himself. Fans have high expectations for Todd Cantwell. Um, and he will get up to that level again. Equally, it's a very um, competitive position that he's playing yes. in. Um, yes. So imp- performances have to improve quickly. Otherwise, he will be on the bench. But at least we know he's back in the room now. He's 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 playing under a manager that likes him, and that's yeah. all you that's all you can ask for. Well, and and a manager that wanted to sign him for Villa. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you know that, that, that Chris, I'm going to throw up a, a comment. I've spoken a lot about this man over the past week, and I'm surprised I have been. Puemazwa Poheta. I think yeah. Dean Smith really likes this fella. I don't know why. I've just got a feeling. No, no, I've no. I've really no. got a feeling. Done, no. What you've done is you've watched a 10-second clip on the club's social media account and you've yes. come to the conclusion that Dean Smith lo- loves pee-pee. Yes. Um, that's what you've done. Absolutely. I've, I also saw him whispering uh, sweet words into his ear yesterday. Um, and I saw him training, you know, warming up up and down that line. And I thought, hello, pee-pee's here to play. PP's here for some Premier League fun. Do you know, it will be really interesting and so exciting to see which players come out of nowhere to all of a sudden thriving under under Smith and Shaky. Um, And and I think we'll see a couple of surprise packages. One of those could be PP. Imagine. I still think he needs a loan. That's my honest opinion. I still think he needs a loan. I'm happy for people to disagree. It's very well and good to look good in training when you're just taking shots against against um, those those fake men that sort of blow <laughs> the bins. But at the end of the day, you need to sit on the pitch. But but what I want to say and be clear, so people don't think I'm I'm not trying to I'm not trying to criticise people. I just don't think he's ready. He's a young no. player, a young up and coming player, and I think that you know. And it, by the way, it's a really t- and I really I actually empathise with people. Right? He's been bought in. He's not spoke. He doesn't speak th- this language, yeah. And he just needs time to get used to the English game, just like Mario Vrancic, just like Anel Hernandez, just and the list goes on, right? So I think that one day we will see some goodness out of PP. I just don't think it's going to be the season. I hope I'm wrong. No, I well, hope, well, I hope well, he comes I'm... against Wolves, scores the winner, chops off his man bun, chucks it in the snake pit, and pounds on the chest. I just don't think it'll happen. Another interesting development from the game, Chris, is that Dimitri Yanoulis now has a man bun. Yes, 
Interesting. Not sure how I feel about that. It's yeah. kind of like an underdeveloped man bun. <laughs> it's like uh, he's trying to, but it's it's not quite there yet. Keeping warm for the winter months, though. You've got to respect that, Jack. I don't think it's the most effective insulation because you kind of tie it quite slick and then up, don't you? You just need to let it grow out a little bit. Um, final point on Boheta. I don't think he's cut out for the Premier League. What I'm saying is I think Dean Smith likes what he sees from Boheta and I think he's got more of a chance in playing under Dean Smith than he would have done under Daniel Farker. Do I want PP to start? No. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I'm excited. My overwhelming emotion in this podcast, and I'm hoping everyone else is channeling this as well, is just excitement. We've now mm. gone from having, and I, and, I, and I felt this after the game, belief is back. The belief is so back. We now B. go into B. the BIB. BIB. BIB with Big Shaky. It's back, you know? And, and I just think that's the most important thing for both these players and the fans and yeah. i i think it i think it will do us the world of good i think we now go into the wolves game with the shackles off you know i think that you know we've spoken about it already for for so long jack dino and shaky are now going to have a full week's worth of training players like todd are going to be getting fitter um you know players like sergeant are going to be having more time more expert advice better man management than ever before it's, it, it's brilliant. I cannot wait for the Wolves game. And it's a huge opportunity for Norwich because if we win that one, we are going to start turning heads. And do you know what? And I know the people will agree with me on this in the comments. I cannot wait to stick it to the media outlets at the end of this season. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to stick it to them. And that is pouring petrol on my fire. It really is. I cannot wait to stick it to those media outlets that disrespected us. But, well, but to this... be fair, we were we were debating whether we'd beat the Derby points total for a little while. No, 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 no. I don't mean that. I mean the language, the 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 ill, the, the fact that they were just lying, Jack. They were, they were just spouting complete nonsense. Like, say what you want about our performances, but don't talk about our club like that. And mm. I can't wait to stick, stick my middle finger up at them at the end of the season when we survive. Good. Um, I've just noticed that we've got more points than goals this season. That doesn't happen very often, does it? That's quite oh, remarkable, actually. Seven goals, eight points. Oh, God, yeah. No, that's not good. And by the way, um, actually, no, I'm not going to say that because I'll break my rule. I almost broke my rule, but I'm not going to say that. No, don't. Uh, let's finish things up. Um, how are we feeling? We good? Buzzing, mate. Absolutely yeah. buzzing. And um, by the, week's the way... has gone brilliantly, hasn't it? The dream week. Perfectly, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, another good week coming up for the channel. Loads of exciting content coming out. Um, a great opposition preview this week with a Wolves fan. Um, yeah. He's very excited to come on the channel. So that will be a lively one for sure. Um, and yeah, it's going to be good. You're buggering off there on holiday, aren't you though, Jack? So there'll be no match day experience next week. No, no match day experience. I, th I think we, we peaked uh on, on on saturday so uh no i'm looking for uh, traditionally whenever i've gone on holiday we win football matches so yeah. i'm hoping that that uh that vein of form continues um a brilliant win uh, and a brilliant few days for Norwich city I, i've really got my got my vim and vigor back um with with Norwich city yeah we have got momentum um thank you to everyone 
for watching this evening. We'll be back again very soon. And thanks to everyone for their lovely comments and super chats and all that good stuff. The channel's been growing exceptionally uh, over the past couple of weeks, which is which is really good. Chris, uh, parting message. Dino, Dino, Dino. Thanks Dino, for watching, everyone. Dino, See you later. Dino. Dino.